The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their over-under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to download the SGPN app. You're home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Talent Jenkins. We got a big show. We're coming back at you. We haven't recorded in a couple days because of the playoffs and stuff. I am Talent Jenkins, joined with our hosts. We got Ryan Gilbert and Joel Meyer. Gentlemen, how the hell are we doing tonight? Oh, baby. Ooh, I, I've been doing good, been enjoying the offseason here, throwing back some uh, pitchers and margaritas, and then up until about a week ago, all, all the Flyers rumors started, that they made started making their moves, and uh, that kind of brought me down a bit, but I'm excited to be back here, excited to be talking to you guys, excited to be talking to all the listeners, and I'm, I'm excited for the show. Oh, I'm bored as fuck, boys. <laughs> all I got going on is freaking shit. You know, on the West Coast, all the European sports start like 6 in the morning, and there's F1, and then there's Wimbledon, <laughs> and golf. Right now, yeah. there's the, the open coming up. That's all fucking right in the morning. But then after that, it's all boring as shit. So, you know what? I got to spend time with my wife. You know, first time I spent more than a couple <laughs> minutes with her in about 10 months. That sucks. So, yeah, that's a chore. <laughs> you know, speaking of chores and cleaning up around the house, just doing adult stuff, I guess. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to some hockey talk here. We got the draft and the uh, Free agency, which is the only uh, interesting thing until October, I guess, other than the, uh, the World Juniors there in mm-hmm. August. But uh, yeah, uh, let's get into it. Uh, but I'm yeah, I'm bored as fuck. Just uh, putting my head down and studying shit for college football futures. Oh yeah, I gotta say, Julie killed the draft, man. When it came to your shit, we'll touch on that. We'll we'll pump your tires in a bit soon, so we'll give you tons of credit for that. Um, before we get going there, buddy, everybody go check out the sports gambling podcast network website, man. That's the place to be. Uh, Joel touched on it too here. We got fucking F1 coming out. There's baseball doing its thing. Um, there's college football right around the corner. So go check out the college football show. They've been doing a bunch of previews. NFL is right around the corner as well. You know what? We got a bit of a break here between sports and shit. Obviously the NHL finished up and shit too, but there's a, there's going to be lots of content coming out and lots of stuff to look forward to. Lots of fantasy previews as well, especially for football, NFL. So that'll definitely be on the radar. Go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. There's still tons of content. Even the MMA show, that feud is still kind of low-key going on, but you can go check those guys out too. They're always killing it. NASCAR. NASCAR has been sick, man. Um, as well, shout out to all of our friends in the what group? 
Changing up here. A little bit of curveball, man. This is a toughie because we all know how important the slack was to this show. And this is going to kick my ass as a host to say a bit. <laughs> Shout out to all of our friends in the Discord group. We have moved from Slack to Discord with the Sports Gambling Podcast uh, Network. A lot of the content has shifted over to Discord. So if you're not in the Discord, get your ass in the Discord. It's going to be popping off. I hear good things. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I have forgot to switch over. I've been busy this week. I myself will be in the Discord soon. These two are in the Discord. I'm sure we got tons of our listeners as well in the Discord. Get your ass in the fucking Discord. That yeah, we're dying for that. your Filipino basketball picks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the hockey the hockey Slack channel will, will never die. That's the OG there. Everyone in there is going to be be, be be good there. But yeah, we're, we're like the, uh, the meme, how do you do, fellow kids? We're finally moving over to Discord here, joining the 21st century. So hopefully a lot of you more guys are, are more familiar with discord be able to join us it's, it's apparently a lot easier to find so definitely join us there on discord and as talon said you know it's kind of a a slow period here for sports but there's no slow period at the sports gambling podcast network there's no off season there's content left and right so make sure you check out the website and check out the discord sg.pn slash discord all right uh boys we got a lot of shit to talk on in this show you know we're, we're jumping on some updates from the draft we're jumping into updates from you know free agency even trades that happened before free agency we're gonna do a little disclaimer now this isn't as much of a gambling episode it's more so of a news episodes we're it's definitely all relevant to gambling though. it's all <laughs> relevant to gambling because it's going to give you some insight onto which teams improved which teams did not improve and in future shows coming up we're going to do like division previews and stanley cup futures so we're kind of we're laying the foundation for a beautiful bridge that you will be able to walk across which will make you lots of money if that makes any sense okay so this is the foundation we're fucking laying cement we're, what do you call people that lay cement i don't even know cement we're, layers we're laying the wood we're laying the we're laying <laughs> some wood we're laying some pipe whatever you want to say we're making it happen here okay um all right we're gonna jump things off we're gonna try to do us like a relevant timeline and shit here Kicking things off with the draft, all right? Because we missed that a few weeks ago. The Montreal Canadiens, La Habitat de Montreal, the draft itself was in Montreal. Uh, I heard it was beautiful, but Montreal stinks. It's a beautiful city. I shouldn't say that. Um, the Canadians picked Yuri Sakovsky first overall, a Czech kid. He's a dynamite. He looks unreal. People said he's supposed to be Yer- like the next Yermer Yager. I don't know if that's true. That's big shoes to fill. But still, the kid can put pucks in the net. Although he didn't score too much in Finland this last year in his uh, first year in a pro league. But still, good on the kid. Um, but more importantly, maybe not more importantly, Shane Wright drops to fourth overall to Seattle. I don't think a lot of people saw that coming. Uh, pretty interesting selection though here for the Habs taking Slavkowski. Gentlemen, any thoughts? Yeah, when I was watching uh, Slavkovsky during the Olympics, he was like, okay, this is going to be one of the best guys to watch out for in this draft. Maybe the Flyers will get him because they sucked back then. But he he wasn't going to drop to five. He wasn't going to drop past, I feel, I feel like, the top two or three even. He he worked his way up. He, he played against against men in, in Finland uh, this season. So he's going to go right into Montreal. They have him. They have Nick Suzuki. They have a good young group there. Maybe they can get a good rebuild. But yeah, as you mentioned, Shane Wright dropping to four, I don't think many people saw. Unfortunately, he could not drop one more to the Flyers at five, but <laughs> Seattle's going to have a good group there too as well as they build up. But yeah, the draft had a lot of surprising things. I know Joel cashed in on a few of his uh, big bets there. 
Yeah, both you guys just setting me up here. Uh, Talent with the secondary assist. Ryan with the primary assist. <laughs> the draft is the fucking easiest thing to bet, boys. I mean, you just have to pay attention to Twitter. I hate Twitter, but uh, you just pay attention to Twitter and that shit and all these uh, the beat reporters and all that stuff and uh, the mock drafts and uh, compare the different books to get the best odds. Uh, these cowardly books, though, with the NHL, they only drop them like in the week before the draft. So you only have two or three days to prepare for this stuff. Uh, but if you do the work in, uh, anyone can make money on this stuff. Uh, obviously, there's not high limits, but if, if you're just like a $100, $200 uh, player, it, it's easy money to bet on the draft. And uh, yeah, it's just a little little boost to your bankroll there. Just bet on the draft, follow what these guys are doing, follow the mock drafts, follow the beat reporters, and you'll you'll make money. Just follow different books, too. You can't just have one book. Uh, but yeah, Stavkovsky... Great player. He wanted some money there with the uh, seven to one. I think I had. Uh, that, that, that's the thing with the two with these, with these drafts this year. Uh, in the NBA, there was a uh, Paulo Banchero. He was a huge dog to go first, and he cashed. And then there was a uh, Trayvon Walker in the N- NFL. He was a huge dog. He cashed. I only had a uh, um, Hutchinson over one and a half at plus one ninety. I didn't actually have Trayvon Walker there, but uh, yeah, just look for these dogs, the big dogs. And, uh, you know, the, the worst you're going to do is just lose your stake in like a nine to one underdog. And uh, best thing that can happen is you, you cash it. So, yeah, like uh, Slavkovsky, he closed at like plus 100. So uh, you can easily hedge out of that if you want and make easy money. So uh, that's the way it worked for the, the three main drafts this year. Um, and, uh, yeah, just look for that going forward. If there's a huge favorite, just take a little bit on the – a couple underdogs, something that uh, you might like there. Uh, Slavkovsky or Trayvon Walker or Paolo Banchero, they all cash. So you're making a lot of money there, even if, if even if you edged. I'm half convinced that two of those guys you just named aren't, aren't actual people and you're just naming random names here. Well, you don't follow the NFL <laughs> the NBA. I don't follow the NBA, but I follow the fucking draft. You follow well, anything, man. you can make money. Exactly. Exactly. I, I like the NFL, I'll give you that. Um all right, we're going to jump in here. Um, some kind of news coming out of Edmonton, I suppose, if you will. Uh, defenseman Duncan Keith finally retires, finally hangs up the boots here. The guy's had a historic career. Uh, what do you have? 1,256 games played, 106 goals, 540 assists, 646 points, three Stanley Cups, two Norris trophies, and one Conn Smythe. Uh, for some of our younger audience here, man, like they don't realize how good Duncan Keith actually was as a player in his time, man. Those those Blackhawk teams were absolutely fantastic. I know there's a little bit of controversy about them that's kind of came out and shit, but you still can't take away how fucking incredible those teams were. And Duncan Keith was a major part of that, man. Now, what's kind of interesting about this, the Chicago Blackhawks receive a $5,538,462 cap recapture penalty. Because the NHL is fucking stupid. Straight up dumb as shit. So, what is he? Duncan Keith had one of these illegal contracts. It was like a 12-year deal at the time and shit. Which, might I add, and this is what's bullshit about this, it was legal at the time they signed it. So, they signed him to this big deal that was legal. They switched to an eight-year maximum year limit for cap 
you know, for contracts and shit like that. And then all these contracts are illegal. And now if these players retire beforehand, they institute a cap recapture penalty. To me, that's kind of bullshit. Like, if it's legal at the time, you shouldn't be instituting this. Look at the Roberto Luongo situation. I think Florida and Vancouver are still on the books for his recapture penalty. Look at Minnesota Wild this year with Sutter and Parise. Boys, these contracts were legal at the time of signing. Like, this whole recapture shit is absolutely nonsense. But regardless, it's something the Blackhawks are going to have to deal with for the next two years, I believe. It's kind of shitty, but what can you do? Yeah, I, I don't know how young you think our listenership is, where you think people don't remember how good Duncan King. You don't, was. dude, bro. Listen, I got a guy. No, no, no. Let me stop you here. A guy got start hired at my work yet or yesterday. Do you know how old he is? He was born in fucking two thousand and three. No, this the, guy, those, this guy would have been ten exist. years old. Anyone born after two thousand does not count. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> we moved to Discord to appeal to younger audience. So uh, yeah, keep that on, in mind, right? boys. Okay. Well, also, I, we're I starting still TikTok. On. It's fine. We're gonna start a HGP TikTok. Yeah, we're gonna get Joel on there. He hates Twitter, but Joel's <laughs> all about the TikTok. Oh fuck. Okay, continue. TikTok. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, Duncan Keith was was a great player in his time. I mean, you can't take away take that away from him, despite what the Blackhawks organization shitty things they did. But yeah, he was a great player. He was okay in Edmonton. He probably was over the hill. And even though this quote unquote screws the Blackhawks for for this upcoming season. It's only a little bit less than two million the, the season after and that's it. And this year the Blackhawks are just completely tanking. And as much as I hate them, I respect it. They have to do this. The Flyers should have done this. We'll get into this later. But yeah, this is this is what happens with with, with contracts like that. Oh yeah. First of all, anyone who tries to take away from the Blackhawk Cup their dynasty, their teams, the guys who laid it on the line to win those fucking cups. They're a bunch of fucking losers. They were uh, so good, man. Oh, my God. They were awesome, man. Like, uh, in terms of the best teams in the Sally Cap era, I would put the 2010 Blackhawks number one. The Lightning team that lost to the Blue Jackets number two. <laughs> and uh, the Avalanche of the, the, the latest season number three. <laughs> They were an awesome team, and they deserve those cups, regardless of whatever happened off the ice. So I, I don't want anyone to tarnish what they did there on the ice. Like uh, it's just because some sort of fucking uh, video coach did some bad shit. But anyway, yeah, yeah the, this is actually good for the Hawks because they have to get to the cap floor because they're selling <laughs> freaking everybody off, right? So uh, uh, they're not worried about the cap right now. So uh, yeah, this, this is not a big deal. It actually helps them to uh, get to the cap floor because you know every team has to. Maintain a certain level in terms of uh, expenditure. So, um, yeah, this is actually even better for the Oilers. Uh, we might get to that later on. But, uh, yeah, good for the Hawks, good for the Oilers, uh, and uh, good for Duncan Keith, too. Hell of a career. Make sure to get down on the Wins Bet $50 Win $200 promotion, where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. If you're betting on baseball, you have to check out WinBet with their reduced juice in baseball games. It makes them the best place to bet MLB. It's also offering the ultimate fantasy football experience. If you bet $500 or more on sports or casino before July 31st, 2022, get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two-night stay at Wynn Resorts for you and your entire league. Multiple entries are allowed. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough win bet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700.
Now, on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest-growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now, you can make money on Sleeper too by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, number of points in basketball or hits in baseball. Then, choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contest and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new Over Under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com SGP, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's right, join our squad and get the 100% deposit match at sleeper.com SGP. All right, keeping things in line with kind of the Chicago Blackhawks here. Uh, they did happen to trade Alex Dabrinkat to the Ottawa Senators. Uh, for the number seventh overall pick in the 2020 draft, Chicago also receives a second round in 2022, uh, third round choice in 2024. Uh, boys, Dabrinkat was a stud, and this kind of come. We know we're going to jump into Ottawa a little bit later, but like this, this is some tidy business by Ottawa, man. The sense you're kind of looking forward a little bit here. I don't know why he. I guess he probably didn't have a no move clause, so he probably couldn't like deny the trade or anything. So. I don't know. The Sens, the Sens are getting better, and this is a fucking stud on their team, man. This is a guy that can put the puck in the net. Yeah, Dabrinkat himself was was shocked when it happened, so he didn't have a, a no-trade clause. But, yeah, Dabrinkat's a great player. He he fell to the second round for some reason because he was, he was small, but he put up 41 goals last year, 78 points. People are saying, oh, only because he played with Patrick Kane. He played with Patrick Kane. But, no, he he's a good goal scorer. He's a great shooter, and... The Senators have have a good young group. The Brinkat's still only 24, 25 in December. So getting a player that they can use to win now with, with Thomas Shabbat, with with Stutzel, with uh, Kachuk there. I mean, the Senators are, are going to be a team to watch out for. And this is a, a decent trade by Chicago, too. They're clearly going for the tank. They got the seventh overall pick. They got a few future picks. And they weren't wanting to keep the Brinkat. So this was, I mean, they probably... Maybe could have got more, but I feel like this this was a okay trade for both sides, especially for Ottawa. Yeah, this was the only half decent trade by the Blackhawks in a string of bad decisions. Uh, Debrinkat, uh, you could say that he only benefited from Patrick Kane, but you know what happened to Tony Panarin? He would he sniped goals in and uh, became a big uh, point per game goal scorer too for the uh, the Rangers and uh, the. It was the Blue Jackets? Was that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. with Columbus. Yeah. Blue Jackets, yeah. Brandon Saad trade. Ooh. Yeah, so they don't need Patrick Kane to succeed. The same kind of thing here. To bring Cat, he graded out as the uh, number one player for the Hawks actually last year in the underlying statistics. So, uh, yeah, the, the Blackhawks are going full tank. Uh, they, they'll be in the basement there with the Coyotes in the West. Um, yeah, it's. it's it's an okay deal, but I think that the uh, Senators got the best of this one. Of course, man. They got the better player, 100%, even though they they didn't really trade <laughs> for any player. But to bring out some fucking stud, right? All right. 
moving on but down I, here. I think I think this is we have a little outline here. I think this is the last Blackhawks talk talk we have. But like, what did you guys think? You think Kane's going to get traded? You think Taves is going to get traded? I'm looking at their cap friendly page now. They each make ten and a half million. They're free agents after this year. So they a got part one of year me thinks, left. This is this is their last year coming up. Okay. So a part of me thinks like the front office is telling them, okay, we're going to tank this year. We're not going to be good. If we get Bedard, you guys can sign back up and we'll reload. If if we lose a lottery, you know, you guys can go somewhere else to the deadline. You guys can go somewhere else, wherever. But I think the Blackhawks are doing what a franchise should do when they see that their kind of championship window is closing. And they signed a bunch of depth guys today. They signed uh, Max Domi, Anthony Sioux, they, their, their defense it's bad besides that horrible Seth Jones contract. Their goalies are Peter Mrazek and Alex Stalock, so they're not going to win many games. <laughs> they're going to have a good chance at Bedard. And if, if Kane and Taves can can stand losing for this one season, they might be able to reload starting uh, in uh, 2023. Dude, There's I'm glad. no way Kane's sticking around. Oh, Amy oh. Taves is a franchise player. I think Kane is going to the trade deadline at the latest. I'm glad you brought this up, man, because it's actually a really interesting point. There's, and I, I don't know the answer. Like, there's, there's different ways you can look at it, right? Like, is this a legacy player? Do these guys want to be Blackhawks their entire career? They've already had success. They've won Stanley Cup, so it's not like they're going to be chasing cups around necessarily. But these are, you know, two competitive guys, arguably two of the best players of their generations, right? Like, maybe not when you throw in like a Vetchkin and Crosby in there, but they're they're within the conversation top ten, right? So. What do you do if you're these guys? Obviously, you want to win. Do you want to be committed? They've come out recently saying we didn't want to do a rebuild, but now you're you're in full fucking tank mode, not even rebuild mode, tank mode. So uh, I don't know if I had to if I had to make a prediction here. A buddy of works is something interesting to me. I don't know if they can afford it now with cap room because of some of the signings they made today at free agency. Uh, Patrick Kane to New York is pretty enticing as a Ranger, man. If they can fit in there, maybe it's some salary retained on Chicago's path. Uh, you have the Panarin connection. You have some interest there. Uh, that would be pretty sexy. Um, but to me, the Jonathan Rangers have been going after everybody. Eh? I know, right? Yeah, who did they overpay? They overpaid overpaid Trocheck, right? Uh, we'll Trocheck. Yeah, that. I don't Sean. think they can afford uh, Kane at this point. Well, that's it. But if they hadn't have paid him the contract they did... They kind of could have afforded Kane, right? But maybe that gauges the market. Maybe they're in talks with Chicago and said, hey, what are you willing to do? And, you know, they heard something that they didn't like, so they went out for Vincent Trocek. But anyways, uh, I, I don't know, man. To me, this is so fucking hard to gauge. Like you said, Ryan, if they're willing to shit the year away and then get a guy like Bedard to play with and kind of mentor, that's interesting too. These players deserve to have the choice. So it, eventually it's going to come down to what they want to do. But... Uh, I, I don't know. Part of me wants to see them both stay in Chicago because to me, those guys will always be Blackhawks. Part of me wants to see them go and have success with other teams. So I don't fucking know. Yeah, you could you could even see like Kane being traded. I saw the Rangers as an option. The Rangers still have what uh, almost five million in cap space, according to Cap Friendly. Could you could give him like they could give him like Lindgren, who has three million. That's almost up to eight million if Chicago retains a little bit. And then even you can make like a handshake deal. Like okay. Kane, Taves, we're going to trade you, but you'll be a free agent next next summer. If we win the lottery, come on back and we'll, we'll run it back. So that's an option too. Yeah, 100%, man. Like the, uh, it's, it's an open book. Anything can happen at this point. All right, moving on down here. Uh, this one caught a lot of people off guard. Um, if you guys know this, and I saw this the other day, we're going to talk about Marc-Andre Fleury here. Marc-Andre Fleury has never been a UFA. 
And this included, it still continues, because technically he re-signed with Minnesota before the UFA date, which was today. So Marc-Andre Fleur uh, re-signs with Minnesota for two years, $7 million contract, $3.5 million per year. This guy's never been a UFA. He just keeps re-upping with the teams we are. Uh, as a Leafs fan, a little disappointed. I would like to see them kind of go after him, but uh, I don't know, man. Maybe maybe he just got comfortable after spending a season in Minnesota. Uh, I think the writing was on the wall that once he signed that uh, Cam Talbot was going to be gone. So Murray is the guy in Minnesota. Um, 3.5 years, two years, or $3.5 million, two years, still pretty good money, pretty good term for a guy of his caliber. Boys, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, Flurry's going to be the guy in Minnesota. You said Murray. You must have him on your mind for uh, some <laughs> reason there. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, the Wild have him, and then, and then they traded for, for Gustafson, who's a, a decent young backup if, if Flurry can't can't get it done. But yeah, the Wild are are digging out of the hole that uh, Chuck Fletcher left them in. They have a have a good group there, and Flurry, if he can be who he can be in net, they're going to be a contender here. Yeah, this uh, uh, speaks to the fact that the the Wild think that they're still contenders, uh, even though they're giving up Fiala there for that uh, that trade there with the Kings. Um, obviously, uh, Talbot was not happy being a second fill there to Flurry, um, which is why he went. But uh, yeah, apparently Flurry is very happy there. I mean, at Toronto, by all accounts, they really wanted him, but uh, Mark Andre Flurry thought that uh, Minnesota has a chance to win. So uh, good for him signing there. Uh, he had much better, uh, or he should have much better numbers than he did last year if uh, he's the number one starter because uh, Cam Talbot was a bit of a up and down. He was uh, actually an all-star, but uh, he totally fell off once he started competing with Flurry. So with a, can, with a, a definite number one there with Flurry, a uh, crowd for the wild, I guess, but uh, I'm not buying it. Uh, they're losing some talent and... Uh, yeah, 3.5 million per year. Uh, yeah, they're not gonna win the next, They're not gonna win a cup in the next two years. Oh, we got breaking news. Yeah, we oh, got, breaking, we got news breaking news at the time here. of the show. Okay, yeah. Ryan, go to go for it. What do we Elliot got? Elliot Friedman just yeah. tweeted: Johnny Gaudreau is going to Columbus. What the what? Fuck? reply? I think it's no seven million, nine point eight million. Columbus. Who's that? Is, Columbus was rumored to be in on him uh, after the Flyers were out, and but I thought it was going to be the Devils. I really thought it was going to be the Devils, and then get the fuck uh, out of too. here. He's going, he's going to Columbus. I, I, I didn't even really consider that until I saw that a few hours ago. But yeah, that's that's uh, definitely an, an interesting move there. You know what it is? Yermo Kekaline and met with him and was like, bro. I will let you get absolutely hammered. We're going to order <laughs> ham and cheese sandwiches from Subway. You and I will just sit there and just muck plain old Jane food, listening to Finnish folk rock and fucking partying in the USA because it's fucking Johnny Goudreau, man. What the fuck? Like, I don't, who's on Columbus? Like, uh, I can't even <laughs> think of anybody else on Columbus that's any good. Zach Wierenski's uh, 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 pretty sick. Zach that's Wierenski, an American connection. Based, based off cap it, you got Wierenski, Voracek, Nyquist, Borkstrand. So, so you got, so you got Zach Wierenski. Uh, they they signed Branson, too. Yo, uh, they got, got Merz Leakins. He, he can play goalie a little bit. But yeah, just, it, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> they the got to have something cooking. Here's the thing. Goudreau is selling fucking fans tickets, right? Who the fuck wants to watch hockey in Columbus? You know, the Buckeye Nation. They don't want to watch hockey. 
But it could maybe. draw maybe you know a big star there, then maybe we sell more a few more tickets. Uh, but maybe that, it's that's a, the they, only they logic want, I can see. They don't want to watch just a short guy play skilled hockey. They want to watch someone like Tom Wilson just hit somebody and score. Like I don't see this yeah. being a draw for those fans there. Like I mean, Panarin played there. I can't imagine their attendance was great. So well, Calgary maybe, gave Goudreau the bag. Like if yeah, you wanted money, you just stayed in, with the the Flames. Maybe, but maybe that's the point, man. Hear me out here, okay? This guy's been in Canadian market his entire career. He's an American-born player. Maybe he doesn't want the spotlight. Maybe he's like, I'm sick of fucking every time Pussy. I turn the corner going down the street. I don't want to get my fucking name called and someone saying shit about this or trying to get my picture here. Maybe I just want to be a $9 million career or fucking year earner in a town like Columbus where everybody only cares about college fucking football. Like, there could be that side of it too, you know? You can probably probably buy the whole fucking city of Columbus for $9 million. You, know? <laughs> you probably could. <laughs> maybe, maybe he was thinking, you know, I couldn't sign with the Flyers. Let me sign with Columbus, who's going to be shitty, and maybe I'll be traded to the Flyers in a few years. So that's still an option. Maybe he's just slamming a bunch of Ohio slots. Who knows, man? It could be either way. He's Johnny Goudreau. He's a good-looking guy. Who knows? Like, I don't know. Uh, that's crazy, though. That, that, that's Yeah, that's crazy. What was the contract? Uh, Friedman said he thinks it's seven for $9.8 million. Goodness. And and like Joel brought up, man, Calgary threw the bag at this guy. Like, yeah. I, if I'm him, I'm not signing for anything under ten, no matter what. Especially for somewhere He's shit. Freaking traitor! He doesn't even go home. At least take the money and stick with the team that drafted you, right? Or go yeah. to, go to the Devils. They have a, a a good young core there with they do. Yeah, everyone else. I was and counting on the Devils to get him. Right? Were, were the Blue Jackets even like on the board for odds for him, or would that have been the field? No, it would have been they the field. Right? Holy shit, man. Yeah. That's crazy. I'm telling you, Yermo Kekalainen just bought a million <laughs> ham and cheese sandwiches and said, here you go. It's not even finished. Yeah, I know, right? <sighs> all right. Huh. that That's crazy. That dropped. Uh, all right, I, we'll keep I don't on. Even, I don't even think that makes them a playoff team. It doesn't. They just got, they've got Goudreau Rorinsky and nothing. They're in purgatory. They're going to be a freaking right? 9 oh, or still, 10 wildcard. They still have Patrick Line. Patrick Line is a restricted free agent. but yeah, He had a good year, man. Good fantasy. They still too. only have one or two lines and then fantasy. defensive pair. <laughs> Wrong podcast, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck okay. those guys. <laughs> oh, we're gonna, to close we're out the go. flurry thing, the flurry thing, flurry's number one destination was Colorado. Just uh, throwing oh, that out there. Sick. So why was, didn't he go there? Why didn't he go? Uh, Avalanche are broke, and we'd rather spend the money <laughs> on uh, actual quality forwards rather than a washed-up goalie. Oh, now he's washed up. But if you had a sign, you would have been <laughs> fucking winning the best. Yeah. Uh, we're not Leafs fans, okay? That's the Leafs fans mentality. <laughs> you bet. You bet Darcy Kemper. Why wouldn't you bet Mark Andre Fleury to win the Vesna? Yeah. Well, yeah. If, if he's well, behind the best defense in the league, I'll bet anyway. I'll bet fucking Alexander Georgiev, the Bulgarian <laughs> beauty. Do it then. I wonder what his odds are next year. <laughs> Hundred to one. I'll, I'll take, take that. that. Yeah, I'll take yeah. a gamble on that. I I'll like Georgiev. Hell yeah. Uh, all right, I'm getting this back on the rails. We're moving down here. Ottawa Senators trade goaltender Philip Gustafson, 24 years old, uh, making 787 thousand against the cap. For Cam Talbot, who has one year left, $3 million from Minnesota. This kind of comes back to the statement, man. Are the Suns pushing for it? Is this like a go-to year from all the signings they've made? Maybe we'll jump into it a little bit later. Uh, this, is, this is good, man. Talbot's a decent goalie, dude. And it's something that not a lot of people talk about. When Marc-Andre Fleury joined the Wild after the trade deadline, Cam Talbot went undefeated in the regular season. He won every fucking game this guy played 
after Fleury was traded to Minnesota, which Told he's you, got he a bit pissed. of a fight in him. He was, of course. Yeah. Talbot's a good goalie. His well, career yeah. save percentage is, is 9.15. He had a, a bad season in 18-19 with Edmonton and the Flyers, and you really can't blame him <laughs> playing behind <laughs> those two teams. But, but <laughs> besides <laughs> those years, his save percentage was 9.08 or better in, in every season. So he's been... He he was the backup for Lundqvist. He went to Edmonton. He was solid. He went to Minnesota. He he was great there. So I feel like Ottawa is definitely building a contender, if not this season, definitely in the next few few years. Dynamite drop in, Monty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, Ryan said it all. I don't know. I already said my piece on Cam Talbot. Uh, I have no idea who the fuck Philip Gustafson is other than a replacement goalie there in the Sens organization. I guess he was a kind of a prospect, but uh, he didn't really fill in. But uh, Cam Talbot comes in there. He'll be the backup to uh, Anton Forsberg, who should be uh, uh, another good, uh, promising goalie. They'll they'll, they'll fight it out for the number one spot, I think, actually, because Cam Talbot, obviously, he wants the number one spot. So we'll see what happens there. Cam Talbot versus Anton Forsberg. Stay tuned. Okay. <laughs> uh, keeping things rolling with the goalie train here. We touched on a little bit there. Toronto Maple Leafs trade future considerations to the Ottawa Senators for Matt Murray. Uh, Matt Murray, 70 or 25% retained salary. Uh, the cap hit for Toronto is $4.68 million for the next two years, as well as a 2023rd third-round pick going to Toronto and a 2024th seventh-round pick going to Toronto as well. Uh, gentlemen, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this. I'm curious to hear your thoughts, but but I mean, I guess I guess we'll go first. Matt Murray's just been complete. He ass. always makes us talk about the Leafs. Yeah, first. no, I know. He, yeah, <laughs> well, unless it's something good, because you yeah. love them so much. No, <laughs> Murray's just been, I mean, complete ass for the past three seasons since leaving Pittsburgh. Maybe he'll be able to refine his game in, in Toronto. He's still relatively young at 28. Uh, I don't know how many more years he has on his contract. It looks like it says two more years. So, yeah, it, it could definitely be worse. Jack Campbell was not going to sign for that little. He eventually signed in Edmonton, I believe. So Toronto's counting on Matt Murray to to bounce back a little bit. And and you know what? Maybe he will in, in, in that market, but he also could definitely fade in that market as well. Uh, to me, this screams of uh, hubris. Shout out to Justin Bourne, too. Matt Murray is affiliated with the Sioux Greyhound. And uh, you know what uh, Kyle Tubas's relationship with those guys are. Uh, he knows his guys, I suppose, and he wants to win with them, I guess. Um, uh, Matt Murray is, uh, he was a great goalie at one point with the Penguins. He won two Stanley Cups. But uh, it's a long time since then. He's had a lot of injuries since then. It's going to be very tough to recover that kind of form. And uh, only 25% retained is not enough. It leaves uh, the Leafs in a bit of a cap crunch there. Uh, they don't have much to work with uh, going forward, signing another goalie. I think they did. Yeah, they, they signed yeah, Samsonov. Oh, yeah, Samsonov, yeah. 1.8 yeah, million. Yeah, 1.8. That's actually a good deal. I thought that, but he's uh, an RFA he after the year, so he's still got his rights. Right on. So, yeah, that's a good piece of work. But uh, Matt Murray at 4.68, ah, I'm not buying it. Uh, he's not a starting starting goalie at this point. Uh, he needs to re- rediscover his confidence, rediscover his form. Uh, otherwise, uh, he's, it's just another Mrazic deal, right? You got rid of Mrazic. 
and she just got another anchor uh, on top of it. So, uh, yeah, it'll be tough, I think, in a year. Okay. Uh, for starters, I'm going to touch on the 25% retained here. Um, Pierre, or per Pierre Lebrun from uh, TSN uh, on Overdrive today, he was talking. There were a lot of teams that inquired actually about Matt Murray. Maybe not a lot of teams, but I think he said there was about four or five that did. And Ottawa said to every one of those teams consistently that they weren't willing to retain any more than 25%. So if any team was acquiring Matt Murray, they wouldn't have get gotten more than 25% retained. Um, $4.68 million for two years. I, boys, I don't know how to feel this trade. As a least fan, I'm not going to get too into this and shit. I don't... Like, if you're sitting there and say you love this, you love that we're going with Matt Murray next year, you're, you're fucking nuts. You're in denial. You're You're stupid. Now... Joel touched on it too. We've seen this guy play well before. For me, the problem with Matt Murray is in between the ears, man. Like he, he played well with Pittsburgh for his first two years. After that, he struggled a little bit, you know, maybe being the number one guy when they chose him over Flurry as well. And I don't mean to get a little bit too dark here, man. Guy kind of hasn't been the same since his father passed away a few years ago, you know? So if he can if he can get on track mentally, the problems between the ears, man, we know he has the talent. We know he has the skill to play. He like Joel touched on and Ryan touched on as well, that he has familiar. Yeah, he's familiar with Cal Dubas and the Sault Ste. Marie. Guess who was his coach when he was in the Sault Ste. Marie? Sheldon Keefe, um, the president of Leafs goaltending um, department, whatever you want to call it. He skates with Matt Murray in the off season. So there's a lot of familiarity there in Toronto. If it is mental, and not saying it is, maybe he's just a shit goalie now. But if it is mental, this is probably the best place for him to be, man. Um, and this is a team that can, let's face it, MLC can throw money at the problem if it is an off-ice problem. You know, Let, let's get you help. Let's do what we can do, get you in the right place. Not to say that that is guaranteed to solve everything, but maybe it will, man. Like, I don't know. I, this guy's a leaf. I'm going to support him. I'm not going to go here and shit on him. Have I been impressed from his work over the past couple of years? Fuck no. Are you kidding me? You can't sit here and say Matt Murray's the pro- or solution to your problems. But maybe he is, man. And like Joel touched on, with the signing of Ilya Samsonov, too, you got a little bit of a backup there, at least. So, I don't know, man. I'm okay with it. it the fact that you traded nothing to get it to and received a third and seventh is fine. Picks aside, who cares? Those are future beans. They're not worth anything right now. But I'm not sold on the deal. I don't love the deal. I don't hate the deal. I'm not going to shit on it. Only time will tell. This is a gamble from Dubis, man. Straight up. I'm looking at the um, goalie free agents for next offseason, looking at potential trade targets for the Leafs in case this uh, does not go as planned. And I, I'm making a bold prediction here. Toronto Maple Leafs playoffs. Game one starter, Jonathan Quick. <laughs> I would love that. I, I know. I love Jonathan Quick. I grew up like idolizing that guy as a goalie, man. So... Fuck yeah, that'd be cool. But if 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 he, I don't know, if LA is having as much success as they're projected to in the next year or two, why would he want to leave, man? And if he can kind of sign for like a million dollars a year, that guy's made enough money. Who gives a fuck, right? But I don't know. I'd love to have him. Who wouldn't want to have Jonathan Quick on their team? One more thing about Murray. Uh, if you notice on Cat Friendly, like 15 minutes after the trade was dealt, the the most popular buyout on Cat Friendly was uh, Matt, <laughs> Matt Murray. Matt Murray, <laughs> it's two years, bro. Relax, like Leaf fans are fucked. I've said it on the show. Everybody knows Leaf fans are fucking nuts, man. So don't even get me started on that shit. But yeah, I don't. The maybe, biggest fucking peanut butter nuts of them all. They are. They are. They're peanut butter. No, nuts, you are. Man. 
Be, I'm not Peter Vernon. No, you're, you're actually more reasonable. Yeah, Talon's not taking a stand on this trade. I don't like it. You have, yeah, you have to, you have to like it or dislike it. Come on. Okay, you know what? I like it. I'll say it. I like right. it. Take the fucking gamble. This is it. it. This is, I know I said this on, you know, maybe last year, but this is uh, all in for Dubas here, man. If this is your guy, fuck it. And not to say Kyle Dubas is perfect. I'm all down to criticizing him. He's made mistakes. But if this is your guy, he's a leaf. If you're a leaf, you're my guy. Simple as that. So I like the trade. Fuck it. We'll just ignore everything you said of Matt Murray in the previous season. <laughs> well, Matt Murray played like shit. <laughs> That's another thing, too, is health, man. You got to be fucking healthy, bro. You can't play 18 games and then just say, fuck it. So fuck that. That's pussy shit. And you have to play. And if you're coming into Toronto to be the fucking starting goalie, you have to play. Look at Peter Mrazek. Didn't play. Wasn't healthy. Stay fucking healthy. And that's not on luck. That's not on, oh, I got injured. Fuck that. Find a way to be healthy. Find a way to have success. That's bullshit. It, he won Stanley Cups. It's just a matter of rediscovering that, uh, that form. Mentality. Winning mentality. But maybe it's a middle ground here. It's like, oh, the Leafs are great in the regular season and shit in the playoffs. Let's get a guy that never plays in the regular season but has a decent track record in the playoffs. Oh, let's you know? put on LTIR and sign yeah. some other fucking goalie. At the hey, we'll cooter off it, bro. We'll cooter off it. Let's yeah. go. Cool. You got your Ilya Samsonov now, too. I like it. I like it. If you wake up early in the morning like Joel does for those F1 bets or, or stay up late for those KBO bets we're p- posted in the, in the uh, hockey channel, you might need need some coffee. And I got a great recommendation for you guys. Uh, Trade Coffee, it's it's really one of the best out there. Trade Coffee connects customers to the freshest and best tasting coffee they've ever made at home by partnering with the country's best craft roasters. These are independent businesses from big cities and small towns. Trade customers are truly impactful for these independent roasters. They're often being the largest source of new growth for them. Trade Match also has their first match guarantee. Trade is so confident that they'll match you right the first time that if they don't, they'll take your feedback and an actual coffee expert will work with you to send a brand new bag for free. Trade Coffee sends you freshly roasted beans from 60 of the country's best craft roasters, small businesses who pay farmers fair prices to sustainably source the greatest beans from around the world. Whether your friends call you a coffee snob or you just know it when coffee tastes really perfect, Trade's real coffee experts personally taste over 450 roasts so they know exactly what to recommend to you. Trade has delivered over 5 million bags of fresh coffee with more than 750,000 positive reviews. And right now, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com SGP. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com SGP and let Trade find you a coffee you'll love. That's drinktrade.com SGP for $30 off. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. 
And now, IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with a brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's I-P-V-A-N-I-S-H dot com slash SGP. Um, I don't know. We'll skip over this one. Maybe we'll get to that on a future show. We're going to keep moving down here. We are going a little bit. What are you talking about? We got to give praise to fucking Pierre Dorian. Okay. Now, all right. We'll go to it. The Ottawa Senators in general, man, they've... They've had a dynamite fucking free agency, as well as including trades they've made, as well as the draft. This team is looking good, man. They brought themselves from bottom feeder to maybe wildcard contention here, boys. They made some decent moves. What do you think on the Ottawa Senators? I like them, personally. I think they've done fucking great. Yeah, they, I mean, they finally got that dead on our bounce. They have, have a great offseason here with with their trade for Debrinkout we talked about. I mean, they have a, a good young core with with Kachuk. Batherson was good. Uh, Tim Sutzel's great and of course they uh made a great signing shortly after free agency opened with uh claude Giroux. you know how i feel about him i feel like he was always going to go home to ottawa at some point i didn't necessarily think it would be this offseason i thought maybe he'd sign a one or two year deal with a contender maybe the panthers again but he went back home to ottawa and they could very well be a playoff team i mean Chabot plays 30 minutes a night he's a great defenseman their top six is going to be pretty unreal there with kachuk Drew to bring up Batherson, so it's all like that. That's a great group. And then Cam Talbot, I mean, you, you said it, he was undefeated after the uh, flurry trade in the regular season. And Tom Forsberg can be a decent backup, maybe a, a 1A, 1B situation there. And it's it's crazy how, how quickly the Senators went from being like the laughing stock the past few years to what they are now. And they could very well be a team where their odds to make the playoffs could be like plus 200 or, or even less. I feel like they're, they're could definitely be in there in the Atlantic division. And you know, if everything goes right for them, they'll definitely be contenders for, for years to come. Uh, shout out to Polly. Uh, for some reason, Illinois betters are the only ones able to bet on the fucking free agency. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Three to one there. Uh, true to the Sens. Nice little cash there. Uh, but yeah, the Sens, yeah, you talked about a dead order bounce. Uh, that that, that <laughs> literal literal effect here, because uh, Dorian is just taken off since fucking Dorian died. He's dead. He's dead, and Dorian is taken off. He is fucking that funny, baby. You know, Let's fucking exactly go. spreading his wings, and he's just taken <laughs> off, and he's making all these deals, spending the money. The senators have never been higher in, in a long time. Uh, so yeah, they're looking uh, they're looking really good in the next few years, uh, man. I think we'll get to this numerous times going forward here. But the the, the fucking Eastern Conference is awesome, man. Like there's no, no. bad team among them. I mean, um, I would have said the Blue Jackets, but they fucking just signed Blue. They signed <laughs> Goudreau. Not even them, man. Like the, they'll destroy the Western Conference in a head to head. Absolutely. So uh, yeah, the Sens are in good place right now. Uh, Ryan mentioned all the players they got. Yeah, Sens are in a great place right now, and uh, looking forward to those uh, new Battle of Ontario's. I know it could Ooh. be interesting, man. As well as the uh, old uh, 
Ottawa Montreal rivalry. They used to have a pretty good one too, man. The location wise, they're pretty close. So hopefully Montreal can get on the rails as well. That'd be good to see for sure, especially for fans of the Atlantic Division. All right, moving down here. This is something that's going to hit hard for uh, one of the hosts on this show. We got a couple of notes about this team. We're going to jump into it. The Philadelphia Flyers managed to acquire from the Carolina Hurricanes. Watch out. There's a hurricane coming through. Uh, <laughs> Tony D'Angelo for a fourth round pick in 2022. A third round pick in 2023 and a second round pick in 2024. Not only did they acquire him, they signed him to two years, $5 million per Ryan Gilbert. You have John Tortorella. You have Tony D'Angelo. Your mascot is still the biggest asshole in the franchise. What are your thoughts on this acquisition? Oh, baby. Oh, no. <laughs> What what exactly are, are the Philadelphia Flyers doing? What is Chuck Fletcher doing to keep his job as general manager of the Philadelphia Flyers organization? Because he appears to have no plan whatsoever. He knew that Johnny Gaudreau wanted to come to the Flyers this offseason. So what did he do? He traded multiple picks, a second, a third, and a fourth. Like, they're not late-round picks, to acquire a defenseman who— at the very least, has some off-ice issues. I, I've tweeted about them. I'm not going to go off on them because I, I, I understand that, that that could be polarizing. But Tony D'Angelo is going to be a second-pair defenseman at best, and the Flyers want him to be a first-pair defenseman. They, Prior to that, during the season, they extended Rasmus Rissalainen for, for five years and $5 million before the trade deadline when they could have traded him to get picks back or some sort of future assets. But no. They they spent ten million on those two. Then they went on. This is nectar on a list. I'm sorry to spoil it. They waived <laughs> Oscar Lindblom, who who had Ewing sarcoma. He, he had cancer. The Oscar Strong stuff. Everything there. He was one of the shining spots in the Flyers' dark darkness. He was someone that was good in the locker room. He was great to rally around. He had one more year in his contract for like three million dollars. You know, eat that. Maybe trade someone else if you have to have the cap space. Or don't fucking sign Tony D'Angelo or Rasmus Ristolainen to those contracts if you know Johnny Gaudreau is going to be available. The Flyers should not be doing an aggressive retool. Who the fuck knows if they are anymore? They're they're sticking to that, but they have no direction whatsoever. And then there were rumors that they were trying to dump off uh, James and Reamsdike contract, $7 million. They wouldn't trade their first round pick next year, which honestly they shouldn't have. It would have been nice to make a big splash, sign Gaudreau, get the fans excited, but they shouldn't have, and they didn't. But they didn't because of their decisions previously that completely set them back. D'Angelo, at best, is going to get the Flyers maybe another win or two, a few more points. Ristolainen, I think everyone knows my thoughts on him. He's not a good defenseman. Fine second <laughs> pair, good third pair. Not worth $5 million. He's tall and right-handed. So am I. Fucking pay me instead. <laughs> so the Flyers right now, they were coming into this offseason wanting to, to do an aggressive retool. So they signed, they traded for Tony D'Angelo and uh, re-signed him or extended him because he was an RFA for two years, $5 million each. Carolina, who traded D'Angelo, then uh, went and made two great trades. We'll get into shortly after this. 
because Carolina has been one of the best front offices in the league over the past several seasons, and they're slowly becoming one of the best organizations in the league, if not in sports, as far as generating talent and developing players is concerned. So the Flyers at this point, right now, as we stand, are at a complete loss. They signed fucking Nick DeLaurier for four years. He's a good player. You need guys like that on your team. Four years, $1.75 million. They brought back Justin Braun. They now have four right-handed defensemen, if you include Ryan Ellis. Ellis, D'Angelo, Ristolainen, and Justin Braun. They could have easily just not signed Delaria and Braun and kept Lindblom. That's pretty much what they used his cap it for. But instead, they, they waived him, which was a PR nightmare, after already signing D'Angelo, which caused many shockwaves throughout the fan base. And then coming into today, we were like, okay, maybe they'll be able to work out something for Johnny Gaudreau. And then Johnny Gaudreau was, there were reports that he was may have been waiting around for the Flyers to get some cap space for him. But no, that, that didn't happen. He, he, he signed with Columbus, as we just talked about uh, like 20 minutes ago, which is absolutely asinine. And the Flyers <laughs> are stuck just with their thumbs up their asses. Chuck Fletcher in his press conference just talking down to the fans insulting everyone, saying they're going to be a better team, more competitive, hard to play against. No, they're not going to be hard to play against. They're going to be hard to watch. And I'm looking for a good second team here to, to be a fan of for the next few years because this is going to be absolutely horrific. <laughs> Fade the Flyers every way you can this upcoming season. Hopefully we get Bedard. We're not going to. We're going to be a bubble team. Get the 15th pick and just fucking rinse and repeat. There's my rant. I like that. That was good. Uh, yeah, it's hard to follow that. Um, it's like the uh, secondary act going after the headliner here, but uh, I, I guess I agree with that. But uh, I'll focus on Carolina here. I mean, the, the Hurricanes, they signed Tony Angelo. He was awesome for them last season. They signed him for free, and they got him for uh, – they traded him for a fourth, a third, and a second. Um, yes, please. That That's just a sign of that organization knows what they're doing. Uh, regardless of whatever off-ice concerns, Twitter concerns, whatever bullshit, uh, he's a good player. Uh, but uh, the, the Flyers, yeah, two years, what the fuck, man? They're not going to win the Cup in two years. Five million per year. That's ridiculous. Like, the, the Flyers in the same spot as the Blue Jackets. They're doing the same fucking thing. You're, you're spending money when you should be trying to, like, be at the bottom of the division. So that doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, poor old Flyers. Um, proud organization. Uh, I want them to compete with the Penguins and the Capitals and all those good old rivalries. Uh, but unfortunately, that's still wilds off, uh, even because uh, or it's because of Fletcher's blank check personality, blank check mentality. He just wants to keep competing. Uh, that's the Blue Jackets mentality. That, that, they want to sell seats, but the, the Flyers, they don't need to do that to sell seats. The Flyers have a good fan base. They don't need to do all this shit. So, uh, yeah, the Flyers are going the wrong way. Totally agree with Ryan here. Um, yeah, nothing more to say. I mean, the Flyers should be uh, bottom two or three in the East for sure. Hopefully. <laughs> Man, I, I don't know. Ryan touched on a lot of it. Like, the what's going on overall in Philly, it's not the best. It's not the best look, like, from a from a good standing team point. No. I will say, like, and Joel touched on too, Tony D'Angelo had a fucking sick year for Carolina last year, man. The guy's an asshole. The guy's a piece of shit. I'm, I'll say it. A he's good a, hockey player. 
but he's a fucking good hockey player, man. Exactly. And this kind of moves on. I'm, I'm going to package these two together with the Flyers waving Oscar Lindblom. Obviously, we'll give Joel and Ryan a chance to talk about that as well. But this isn't the National Hockey League of very good gentlemen. This isn't the National Hockey League of let's give sob stories a bunch of money. Not sob stories. Let's get people let's that fucking have had go. Torts and D'Angelo. Let's fucking go. Exactly. Tony like, and Torts. I'm going to jump into Oscar Lindholm a little bit here. Like, yes, this guy's a cancer survivor. It's fucking incredible to see him back in the ice. It's incredible for what the Philadelphia fans rallied around, the team, the fans, the organization of the whole. It's such a good job uh, with the donations, their support, everything when it comes to cancer treatment. Oscar Lindblom, he's, he's a great guy, man. It seems like he's a great guy. His teammates love him, well-respected. And what he overcame can never be shouted. Nobody can ever take that away from him. But this is a fucking 26-point uh, player in 79 games that's making $3 million a year. So because he was on the fourth line. He, he's going to be a six-winger six on a contender. That, that, that's, that's, what, that's what he is. That's fair. And you know what? You're right. In his sophomore year, which is his full rookie season in 81 games, he had 33 points. You know, as a young kid, that's reasonable. That's a good, that's a decent performance. But... Philadelphia, man, like you guys are sucking the cap, bro. Like you're at the cap. You need every mo- like amount of money you can get. And this is coming from a Leaf fan, so I understand the struggles here. You need guys that can produce at this point, right? So I, as much as I say, you know, this is he's a. You want to see good things. You want to see good stories and stuff like that. But would I rather have Tony D'Angelo for five million dollars over Oscar Lindholm for three? I would, bro. I would take Tony D'Angelo from a purely hockey point of view every day of the week so i i kind of like the acquisition from a philadelphia point of view would i like it if he was going to an actual contender even more yes i would man like if you know i'm sure people would shit on me but if the leafs signed tony d'angelo for five million dollars i would fucking love it joel maybe you would like it for colorado as too this guy can play hockey you know off the ice we not got enough defensemen bro just, right, well yeah just wait you guys are okay that. yeah i know you guys are okay but still Fuck you joel but, the majority of the teams around the league would love to have a player of Tony D'Angelo's caliber on their team off ice aside. And so would I take that for $5 million? I would. I think it's a good acquisition. You paid the roof for him, man. A second, a third, and a fourth. That stinks. But um, And Joel said it. Good asset management by Carolina. Signed this guy for absolutely nothing and then made that out of him as well. Had success for him last year. I don't know what to think in Philadelphia, man. Like, they want to go for it so bad. Like you're trying to go for it so bad, but, and you have the goaltending, you have a couple good young demons. You have some good forwards. Look at connect and shit. Like there, there's pieces there, but fuck man. It's like a puzzle that the pieces are there, but the pieces that are there are from a different puzzle. If that makes any sense. One thing, one yeah, thing. they're in the Let's, box, but they don't fit. You know? They don't have enough pieces. They have, it's like, they're good pieces for a 50 piece puzzle, but it's a hundred piece puzzle. So like, maybe that's, that's what, it, that's what they have. And but look, look, look who they hired to coach, Tortorelli. He's going to get the most out of those guys. That's if not what you anybody, want on your shitty team. Bro, if <laughs> He's going to get them on the bubble. Gonna, if there's anybody that's going to fit a puzzle piece that doesn't fit into the puzzle, it's going to be Tortorella. Yeah, He'll fucking shave fuck that bitch down. He'll make it fit. And they're so, going to finish ninth in the East. Maybe they will. Honestly, like maybe they. That's a maybe bad thing. They want to finish fourteenth, fifteenth, sixteenth. That's true, but try telling that to ownership or some exactly. shit. Brian would know more. He would have his pulse on the finger as well as ownership goes more than either of us would. I'm sure, he'd rather have a young coach building up these guys, develop the young talent, and uh, get better draft picks. I'd Tortorella, rather be Tortorella is a. Winner. That's the smart thing to do. 
Is that what's going to happen? Winter, he's going to get these guys all fuck fired up. And right. They're gonna fire their asses up for they're gonna be uh, ninth in the Wilson East. In they're gonna be fucking moms and throwing bombs, right. but they yeah. might not make the playoffs. Fucking man. Torts and Tony, bro. I'd rather go out on Broad Street and have a bus ride me over, and the Flyers finish ninth in the East Eastern <laughs> Conference this season. It's exactly. that'll just be the absolute worst case scenario. Driven by I, gritty. I, yeah, I I don't even have the energy to to defend gritty because you called him the biggest asshole. He's a great mascot, but I have to defend Limblom. He he. I don't feel like the Limblom buyout was in regards to the D'Angelo. I'm viewing Limblom as they bought him out to bring back Justin Braun, who that spot could have been taken by some cheap veteran or some kid. And Mick Delare, who's, who's a great fighter to have, but they had Zach McEwen. They have Nick Sealer. They have Rasmus Ristolainen. So that's the that's the the equivalent I'm I'm making there. And also, D'Angelo had a great season with Carolina. But that was with Jacob Slavin as his partner for most of it. And the last time he signed a big contract, uh, his teammate punched him, and then he was waived, and no one took him off waivers. So I'm a bit wary <laughs> about Tony D'Angelo in Philadelphia, as are a lot of fans. But you know what? If The worst thing is, is if if everything goes right for the Flyers, if Couture comes back, he's healthy. Ryan Ellis is healthy. Joel Farabee is able to come back soon, and he's healthy. Connecting has a career year. Provo has a great year. They're not even like a top five team in the East. They can maybe get on the bubble, make make a wild card, and hope Carter Hart goes on a run. It's not even like they're capable of being not even a favorite or even a contender for the Cup. They can maybe be a playoff team at best, and, and that's just what's so infuriating. Not even that. Especially good. Are, they better, even are they better than Ottawa? Are they better than Ottawa? What do you think? No, Joel, I'm trying to be pessimistic by saying the Flyers might be good and miss the playoffs by like a game or two and then have just the worst pick. And then they're just complete, completely in hell because Fletcher traded away all their second round and third round picks to get fucking Rasmus Ristolainen and Tony D'Angelo. It's just a complete shit show in Philadelphia. It feels like I am living in hell. This guy's falling in Philly. (laughs) It's not always sunny. The Flyers won a cup. I'm not a hockey historian. It's got to be 70s. Wait, wait. 70s? Like the Clark era? The Broad Street Bullies. Broad Street Bullies. I feel like they were trolling all their fans because they signed, I think, both. I think they signed Delarier for maybe, let me me just confirm the numbers here. They signed Delarier for one, yeah, they signed Delarier and Braun for both 1.75, which is also uh, 1975 is when the last time they won the cup. 1975. Yep. <laughs> that sucks, bro. Yeah, it's awful. You yeah. know what's you know what's crazy is that's only like eight years after the last time Leafs won a cup, and everybody always gives Toronto <laughs> shit. So maybe that should speak volumes about your shitty fucking team. Well, it's because Toronto's like, oh, we won so no, many cups. We, we won so many cups <laughs> when the league was just us and other school <laughs> kids we were playing against. Very fair. Very fair. <laughs> I cannot take that away. Um. Okay, boys. Flyers. Are we flyers yet? Are we done? Last, last second thoughts here. Any, anything? Hail Tortorella. I love Tortorella. Just cut okay. my thoughts up there. Ryan, like the any, guy. He's going to get the most of those guys. He will. I like Carter Hart. I'll say right now. I like Carter Hart. I think he's a beauty. I think he's a good goalie. So you got something there. The pieces are there. Do Lots the pieces fit? The pieces <laughs> are there. But all... <laughs> the pieces are there, but so are like the... Like, you have the map, you have Carter Hart, you have Konechny, you have Sanheim, you have Proverov, you have these young guys, but you have a bunch of roadblocks in the way with these just horrible contracts, Ristolainen through 27, Hayes through 26. It's just, 
there there's no you can't even say when they could potentially be Stanley Cup contenders because they have so much to fucking dig out of. Bro, the Flyers are playing Battleship with Connect Four pieces. That's what's going on right now. Okay. Um, wait, wait. I, anybody in Canada listening to this is like a what the fuck are we listening the- to? We're listening to the Philadelphia <laughs> Flyers. Like we're spending more time in the Flyers than the Maple Leafs. What is we this? We did. This will get us listeners. Don't worry. This is free agency. The Flyers made bigger deals than that. Hello, so, Americans. They're important, man. We'll we'll jump into a lot of teams over the course of this summer. Don't worry. We got tons of times for teams, so don't worry about that. I think this is a good in-depth dive on the Flyers, man. And I'm going to say I learned a lot here, and I'm sure our listeners have as well. All right. Yeah, the Flyers won a cup back in 75, apparently. <laughs> I didn't know that either. There you go. Oh, um, you beat the Russians, <laughs> too, I think, in the Summit, Summit, Summit Series. <laughs> no, the, 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 the Flyers beat the shit out of the Russians. The they Russians did. didn't know they what really to do. With, there you uh, go. They got one up on Ukraine. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Fuck whoa, you, <laughs> And make sure to check out their new Discord server. It's the perfect place to interact and sweat bets with the entire Sports Gambling Podcast Network crew. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord. That's sg.pn slash discord. Make sure you download the SGPN app. It's now live in the App Store and the Google Play Store. It gives you easy access to all of our picks and podcasts. And don't forget to toss us an app review and download the SGPN app today. <laughs> okay, let's keep on moving down here, boys. We got some more shit. We, holy fuck, we got a lot of... Okay. Brent Burns, holy shit. We talked about the Carolina Hurricanes. Carolina's going fucking all in. They acquired Brent Burns with 33% salary retained. Uh, He was traded to Carolina alongside with Lane Peterson, who is 24 years old, undrafted San Jose Sharks centerman, for Stevens Lorenz, a 26-year-old Carolina seventh-round pick in 2015, Goalie prospect, Ito Makanimanim. I'm going to assume he's fucking Finnish. I didn't look, but he's 23 years old. Curry, or Carolina fourth-round pick in 2017. What a handle, though. Ito Makanimanim. I like that. Uh, and a conditional 2023rd third-round pick. Uh, boys, thoughts here? Carolina's going all in, man. Like that, that has to be it, right? Well, first of all, I think it's Makaniemi based off the spelling you have there. I was going to say. What did I like, say? Makaniemi? I was going to say. Makaniemi. It's pretty sad that you screwed up Stephen Lorenz more than like uh, the Finnish name, but then you fucking butchered Makaniemi. Yo, fuck we, that. I'm calling it Makaniemi. Makaniemi. <laughs> Do we want to just also include that the next trade they did in here, too? Yeah, sure. Throw it in. All right. They uh, they traded for Max Pacioretty. No salary retained, and Dylan Coughlin, who's a 24-year-old defenseman, pretty good from the Golden Knights. Undrafted. Undrafted, yes, as a talented <laughs> Nodlin Roshoshi. From the Vegas Golden Knights for future considerations. So basically, the Hurricanes got Max Pacioretty, one of the best. It's a salary dump. It's a salary game. dump. But it's not a salary dump because the player is still extremely good. Max Pacioretty, no, they got him for But dump, from Vegas' good. point of view, it's a salary dump. Yeah. For the Carolina Hurricanes, you got the fucking you got Max Pacioretty, an unreal player. Yeah, exactly. The the, the Hurricanes basically landed Brent Burns and Max Pacioretty for Lane Peterson, E2 McAniemi, and a conditional 2023 20, third round pick that basically three players we haven't really heard of. Lorenz has been a don't, bottom don't six forget in the NHL. Stevens Lorenz. Yeah, don't forget Stevens. No, I'm, oh, I'm giving Stephen Lorenz his respect. He's been. I'm pretty sure he scored against the Flyers, which isn't hard to do. But I'm pretty sure he was a a solid fourth liner for them. But I mean, the Carolina Hurricanes just keep getting better. We were like, okay, can they 
add a scorer? Can they add a good forward here? And Max Pacioretty is exactly that guy. As long as he can stay healthy, I forget exactly what his injuries were this past season. He's going to be a great addition to Sveshnikov and Aho, Aho up front. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we saw Rob Brindmore complaining about the lack of goal scoring. Uh, clearly a signal to the management that he wanted a goal scorer, and uh, he got it. I mean, I, I've said before that the Carolina Hurricanes are uh, a very well-run organization, and uh, this is a, a sign of it, getting Dylan Coggin and Max Pacioretty basically free. Uh, they have some room in the cap to fit them in there. So, uh, yeah, getting another goal scorer in there for the Cur- Carolina Hurricanes. Um, he's not the best defensive forward, but uh, that doesn't matter because they need more goals going forward. So I like this a lot. Yeah, I, I don't know about the Brett Burns thing. I, I've complained about him a lot. I've faded him a lot. Fucking Sharks games. I've made a lot of money betting the over because he plays no fucking defense. <laughs> Uh, but Max Petra is going to put something in the net, and then Brett Burns is going to put some in the net. So maybe the, the Hurricanes unders is, is a stock you should uh, avoid going forward because maybe the Hurricanes open up a little bit with Burns and Petra there now because uh, uh, Tony D'Angelo is a bit more defensively responsible than Brenton Burns, that's for sure. I just want to chime in here. Pacioretty's, uh injuries were a broken foot, I believe, and then a wrist injury. But then when he came back, he had eight points, four goals, four assists in 10 games and the regular oh, season. So it didn't really affect him too much. So he should be healthy going into this next season. And even with Burns there, Burns should be a, a second the pair guy. More, they get put them on a fucking LTIR. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Burns should be a second pair guy, third pair guy. I feel like they'll be able to shelter him a little bit. I don't know, man. I feel like they're kind of losing some shit trading away E2 Makanimi, but. Um, no, this is sick, dude. This is unreal. Like they, like you guys said, they literally got fucking Brent Burns and Max Pacioretty for pretty much peanuts, right? So Carolina's going all in, man. They got one year left of Frederick Anderson and Anti Nie- or yeah, so hit their backup Niemi. I don't even. Oh, Anti Ranta. Why did I say Anti Niemi? It's the other yeah. fin that was fucking me up. Anti Ranta and Frederick Anderson. They got one year left both on their contracts. So I think this is kind of like an all-in year for Carolina, man. Which maybe if you're looking for like a futures bet and you're feeling Carolina, get in before the season starts because this is a team that's going to be in the playoffs and they're going to be making moves at the deadline to better themselves as well. Oh yeah, Ryan's yeah. already got the yeah. plus Sp- back. Speaking of, I, I I threw out in the uh, hockey Discord group uh, Hurricane plus two fifty. Hurricane, I threw out Hurricanes plus two fifty to win the Metro, and they're already down to uh, plus two twenty. So I'm moving lines out here. You still get them to win the East around Canadian five to one, six to one. They're active. Get on that. Oh, oh, Preds, Preds, Trophy. To win the Cup, I think they're still around like 15 to one. So get it on the Canes while you can. The Metro is just a complete mess, and they should be able to at least win a few rounds in the playoffs. That's absolutely incredible, man. So, yeah, I I love that. that. That's absolutely fantastic. Um, Canes, man. Canes are all in, so that's good shit. Pacioretty's a fucking stud, dude. He yeah. played some big power play minutes so for uh, Vegas as well. Everybody knows, you know, former captain of the Montreal Canadiens. Great player. Uh, and don't, you know, if this team's going all in offensively, why not the fuck not? I, Brent Burns, they have some good defensive defensemen as well. As well, look at guys like Brett Pesci. Uh, they're able to resign Ethan Bear. You know, they, they got some players that can fucking play the back end offensively and defensively as well. So, Carolina, man, look the fuck out for him. I think this is a do or die year for these guys. And I love their coach. If you don't like Rob Brendamore, you're a fucking loser, bro. Rod the bod is absolutely unreal. 
so yeah, Carolina, man. A fucking whoosh, that's the sound of a hurricane. Better look out. There's a hurricane coming through. All right, boys. Anything we want to add here? You know, you guys want if you, Jolie touch on Colorado. You haven't got the chance to go on Colorado here. Get this in now. What do you think about the moves, acquisitions, as well as the hangover from the uh, the Avalanche here? Oh man, I'm still on a fucking bender, man. I can't even concentrate. <laughs> All these signings going on today, like Joe Sakic is fucking busy. We got McFarland. Uh, he moved up up to uh, the GM, and uh, Joe Sakic is up to the president of hockey operations, president uh, of the states. He's president. Yeah, exactly. He is. He's president. Yeah. I will vote for Joe Sakic. Absolutely. President of North America. Uh, <laughs> Including Mexico. North America. Fucking Canada, man. Just and annex it all. Um, Joe Sakic <laughs> is the boss. Teams are going after Chris McFarland. So you know what he did? He, I'm going to go up to president and you, you can be the GM. So Chris McFarland is the new GM of the Colorado Avalanche and he is the. Uh, the shadow monster, the master. Uh, he's been the man behind the scenes, getting all these deals done, and uh, he, he's been working his magic. I mean, uh, a few deals here, maybe a little bit more, like Nchushkin, six point one two five over eight years, a little bit too much. But uh, you know what? He's earned it, and uh, the Avs pay their vets, and uh, he, he's got great underlying numbers. He's a awesome two way forward. So. Uh, he, it's not just about the production with him. He's going to defend his ass off and uh, work his ass off from the four check and all that. And getting Georgiev is awesome. 3.4 oh, yeah. mil. Um, I think he's a good goalie. He's good enough. I mean, the abs, they're setting the template for the Leafs basically, because the Leafs are going in on like, no goalie. <laughs> I don't like no that. Goalie. I don't like that, bro. Don't say that. It is. No, okay, hear me out here. Let me let me quickly interrupt. And not to go on the least, but the narrative that it's a copycat league. This team won the cup doing this way. We have to copy it for the next two, three years. And then another team wins the cup doing this. So everybody has to switch to that. That's fucking bullshit, man. Construct your team. Make your team. Colorado and Toronto have things in common. They both have offensively-minded teams, defensemen that are adequate, although Colorado is fucking... Adequate. No, no, adequate defensively, okay? And you guys are better than the Leafs. Uh-huh. Maybe that was more a shot of the Leafs. But goaltenders yes. that can just get the job done. So what I'm saying is, like, the whole narrative that it's a copycat league, that's fucking bullshit, bro. The best team wins. Not the best team wins, but... You got to build your team specifically for yourself. You can't try and emulate shit, man. And you guys did that in Colorado. Yeah, my point was that the the Avalanche, they have such a good defense, good team structure and all that. And they can still score. Like, the power play is awesome. Like, 25% in the, in the playoffs there. Even more than that, I think. Um, but the, the defense just helps the goalie out so much. That the goalie is is just like a secondary part, whereas traditionally it's always about whoever has the best goalie wins. But it's not like that anymore. Uh, and I think the Leafs are, are following the same template. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. But you just don't have the same kind of uh, structure yet. I mean, the, the Leafs are top five team in the league for sure. Maybe top three or four even. I'll give you that. But, uh, um yeah, the, the Georgiev signing is a sign that the, the Avalanche are, are willing to spend more on the, the roster than on the goaltending position, considering how uh, varied it is. Uh, there's a lot of variance going on with the goaltending position. So, yeah, I like the goaltending Georgiev position there. And uh, else we got? Lekkinen, great signing there. Uh, he only scores big goals. Josh Manson, huge, huge deal there. Awesome guy. He fucking yells shit at everybody. 
Yeah, he, he'll get in your face and fuck you up. But he can also skate with the big boys, too. So he's not a slow skater, either. Like, uh, fucking uh, Curtis McDermott. I love that guy, too. But he's slow as fuck. Uh, but Josh Brown can, can skate and he can shoot. So, uh, yeah, you want these guys who can skate and shoot and fucking fight, right? Let's go. Oh, fuck yeah. But oh. you rock them, sock them, Don Cherry. Here you fucking go, you know? <laughs> Joel, you must love the uh, Ian Cole signing. Did you see the off-ice news ah. about him? Three million dollars. I don't know what the fuck's going on in Tampa there. Uh, they had a good deal going on with uh, Nick Paul uh, on that biggest sanction for only three point one million, I think. But Ian Cole for three million one year, I don't like that much. Uh, he got his ass kicked by Tom Wilson. I think he had like a concussion like three months there after uh, he got in that fight. Uh, so yeah, Tom Ian Cole, uh, good decent defender, but he's not worth three million. So you you hadn't seen the uh, off ice. I hadn't either. Well, what happened? What, you, what happened? Um, well, well, he was. There, there were reports. This is all allegedly. Did he Zach Wilson it? Uh, a kind of a little bit. Yeah, actually. Like with with the Hurricanes, he reportedly um, cheated on his wife, who there was a piece oh, of yes, on yes, the Athletic yes, yes. where he he credited her with being there for him through his injury recovery, and uh, apparently. There were reports or rumblings that he uh, hooked up with a Fuck. TV announcer for, Fuck yeah. for the Hurricanes. Bro, give this so, guy five mil. Fuck three mil. Yeah. This guy deserves a raise. Yeah, Are you so, kidding me? So, so I, I, was, I was shocked to hear that Joel was not a fan of that signing. But, I mean, I guess whoever the Avs TV people I'll are, give him a, uh, watch out. $10,000 more dollars for that. Bro, at least, <laughs> at least 500000 Are you kidding me? It's the NHL. That's huge. Well, Ian Cole go into it, but he's just that's beauty fucking, money. That's a, that's willing to play under pressure of money, man. That's all I'm gonna say. That's what he, you want he, in the playoffs. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna do what it takes to to get what exactly he wants. do what it takes to get it done. I respect. No, no matter no matter the the <laughs> no matter the god. Okay, he's a, he's a cup winner too with the Penguins. Right? Yeah, fuck yeah, he is. All <laughs> right, we've had a long ass segment here. Okay, straight up, if we missed any signings or any prevalent news. We're planning on recording again in a couple days, so anything else we're definitely going to touch on, man. So if you're a fan of a certain team and you're like, hey, what the fuck? You didn't talk about this. You didn't talk about that. We're going to oh, get fuck it. Fuck you. You know what? If you got issues, come into the Discord. Let us fucking yeah. leave know. a review. And we'll tell Reach you to fuck on off Twitter. in the Discord. At, at, no, we won't. At HockeySGPN on Twitter. Let us know any, any questions or comments or discussion topics you have for the offseason. It's going to be a long offseason, so we, exactly, we, we do man. need some listener interaction it would be uh much appreciated we're gonna cover more man okay all right guys uh, fuck that was a lot of content here man we had a lot of news and shit we talked about dating from the draft dating to free agency couple signings uh yeah man so we'll, we'll, we'll cap it off right here uh everybody go check out the sports gambling podcast network website man that's the place to be fuck dude when it comes to everything uh we talked about it at the beginning here nascar mma fucking big golf tournament coming up this weekend with the open uh shit dude what else uh, everything dude hockey obviously kind of sucks it's over but we got college football coming up uh what is it nfl will be starting off soon in september man all this shit, it's gonna be here quicker than you think dude but you can find that all that information at the sports gambling podcast network website uh go check it out for sure as well shout out to all our friends and pals in the discord that's right we're switching to discord we're going to keep pumping the tires until everybody's in there man so if you were in the slack and you're not in the discord including myself get your ass in the discord dude 
uh, it's going to be good, man. Good, good content, same amount of people, and maybe even more people too, right? So the, the gang's going to all be there for sure. Yeah, get in the Discord. You're probably already on there for some Twitch streaming or some other garbage or you're watching. But the the, the Sports Gambling Podcast with the Hockey Gambling Podcast Discord is going to be the best there. Uh, so definitely check us out there. We also have some stickers available if you're interested. And follow us on Twitter at HockeySGPN. All right, everybody. My name is Talon Jenkins. You can find me at Twitter at Talon underscore Jenkins 94. I'm Ryan Gilbert. You can find me ranting on Twitter about the Flyers at rgilbertsop. I'm Joel Mario. I'm grateful that I'm not a fucking Leafs free agent because I'll be in Edmonton in that case. (laughs) (laughs) It's cold. Why the fuck do you want to go there, bro? (laughs) Peace.